Hey everybody, it's DJ Marcus, and I'm coming to you live once again in the bungalow in Howard County, and we're going to have a whole lot of fun this week on the Dot Comedy Podcast. we got a whole lot of crazy shit going on in the world. Bill Cosby wants to teach people, once again, how to touch people. And we're going to talk about all that and a whole lot more on this week's Dot Comedy Podcast. And welcome, one and all, to another edition of the Die Comedy Podcast. I am DJ Marcus, and you are joining me live in the Die Comedy Studios, coming to you live and on tape from Howard County, the Die Comedy North Studios. And I'm joined by Joey LaFaro. Joe, say hello to the people. Is it live or on tape or live to tape? I'm I'm lost. I'm it's confused. all. It's, it's all. all it's all the above. All those things and much much more. All the above and none of the under. <laughs> on the dot comedy podcast. All right, and we also have this week, Big Bad Blue Blue joining us again. Hello, Blue. What's going on, everybody? And this week we do have a special special guest, Miss Corinne. I did not get her last name. And Taylor. 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 See, I, see, this is Kareen Taylor. Taylor. See, you, 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 you don't tell me these things before I the show starts. I told you starts. that repeatedly. You did not tell me this before the show started, and I, and I, would, and I feel horrible now. But you know what? I'm gonna say hello. That's story, real life. My life. Bamboozled. <laughs> yeah, they ruined my name. <laughs> When I first time, first time you signed up for a dot comedy show, I saw that name on the sheet and I was like, is that Taylor or Taylor? Because I was like, I can't, it's not a big, there's a big difference between the E and an R. I can't be that blind. <laughs> I was glad I got it right because I didn't, I was like, I think that's Taylor. Is it, is it right? All right. Okay. Miss Kareen Taylor joining us live in the Dot Comedy Studios on the Papa Pizza Papa Hut uh, phone lines uh, because we are no longer sponsored by the the Papa Pizza Long Sandwich of the Week. The Dama uh, Papa John's. Dama Papa John's. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But we're going to get to a whole lot of crazy shit going on in the world. Uh, I mean, this week in Dot Comedy, for me, Joey, I wasn't a exciting week in that comedy. I didn't do too much. Uh, I started a vacation. Uh, the vacation has persisted through uh, annoyances by uh, my significant others, uh, family members disappointing me repeatedly. And so now I sit at home and I watch Netflix and on my vacation because that's the best way I see a vacation working out is watching Your staycation. Netflix. It's a staycation. Uh, it was a vacation. Uh, then all my beach plans were canceled. So the, the big version of uh, DJ Marcus was not at the beaches. Could have called me. I was not going on vacation with you, Blue. This, I would have gone to the beach for that. This is not what we do. You and I, you and I, barely are seen together in public anymore. Anymore. We, <laughs> no one, no one sees us alone. Now, now that you and Joey are hetero life mates, we are not hetero life mates. Uh, we we You're hetero life mates and and, and uh, living companions. And the the only reason we're in that situation is because we had to buy the new studio. Now we had to buy the new studio because the old studio just get, had it. it sprung a leak one time. Uh, there was a whole bunch of crazy shit going on in, so we had to get a new studio. Now the new yep. studio needed sprung a leak like a waterbed. Yes, the new studio needed inhabitants, so we had to live here. 
it's cheaper for us to live in the dot comedy studios than live anywhere else and then migrate to the dot comedy studios. Why are you getting so defensive? Yeah, really, why are you getting defensive? Because it made it seem like we're gay. (laughs) And and there's nothing wrong with being gay, but I just want the world to know I'm not gay. You not live is with it, Joey is it because Blue Blue said it. And, yes, and, and <laughs> since you know his gaydar played some validity to it, his first inkling is to find other gays, much like himself. So therefore, he does things like that, and that throws first me of off. All, I'm not gay. Yeah, that's what you tell the world. God damn it! <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, but I, I, I digress. Uh, what, what's going on? What you going on with you guys this weekend, Dad? Comedy. Uh, I- worked my ass off. Are you still in the pit at Lowe's? Yeah. Still in the pit at Lowe's. Still in the pit? Shoveling. Sweating my nuts off. Oh, goodness. That can't still be fun. Uh, no. No. Not really, no. Uh, Kareem, what did, what did you do this week? I'm sure you had more interesting um, things going on than any yeah. one of us. I was a part of Michelle Sometimes' really great show, Smash, where the jerks, the, the jerks, the jokes are dirty and the comics are funny, something like that. It's a really cool show where um, the topics... Uh, was about sex, but also letting the crowd kind of participate by sharing some of their really crazy sex stories, and some of them were gross. And um, yeah, so that was cool. And that may have been the only comedy thing that I've done this week, so or last week. So was there one that's yeah. like stuck with you? Um, like one that was like burned into your memory that you just couldn't shake. It's not that it was burned into my memory, but it, 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 this guy met this girl on Tinder, and that's always interesting, I suppose. Yes. But um, the girl was really not attractive, and he was ashamed of her, and they had really good sex, but he never, like, wanted to be with her in public or anything, and so he faked, he, like, lied and told her that he was from out of town and all this other stuff, so that he was <laughs> to talk to her anymore but he was like the sex was amazing and it's like gosh we're so you know superficial or at least he is and <laughs> he could Pam. have a lifetime of great sex but he didn't want you know he's embarrassed Pat? no i'm saying it's pam from archer oh yeah he was ashamed that he had sex with her but he was like he couldn't get enough of it but he kept like hiding her in closets and shit <laughs> oh yeah that's right i mean i mean i We've all dealt with that. I, d- I don't deal with it on a sexual basis. I deal with it on a friendship basis, so I don't hang out with Blue in public. Because Blue disgusts me as a human being <laughs> and as a person. So I generally keep him at home with the bag over his head, uh, waiting for the phone call that says, hey, come on out, and we can go to the movies today. Fuck you. <laughs> I need to apologize to my adoring public that may, may or may not have showed up at the uh, Fire Station 1 Tavern on Tuesday looking to see me perform. Yeah, what the fuck uh, happened with that, Joe? MIA. Um, I had... <laughs> I had a, uh, I had a, I, Google Maps is evil. Let me just put it that way. Now, I'm not saying I needed Google Maps to get to Fire Station 1. I knew where that was, but I had to run a quick errand. I needed to find a check cashing place, and it happened to be 8 o'clock as some of them were closing. Yes. And so I went on a wild goose chase for an hour of trying to find the remaining open cash checking places. And either the ones that were open told me they couldn't find the company that my check was written from. Fuck Pure Core Fitness, Silver Spring. You suck dick. <laughs> Second of all. Wait a minute. Joey, you're white. You should have a bank account. Yeah, I'm, really? I'm off white. Why don't you just go, so he, to, you just go to your bank? I have a bank account, but the way it's set up, I can't get the full balance of the check at, the, at this point in time. And why I needed just, the full balance of the check Why don't you just go in, time. in? You could just walk your lazy butt into the bank and cash it. Because the way my bank account is set up, I cannot cash it 
right now <laughs> on my own account. You can't cash a check? You have to cash against the funds that are in the account, Blue. That's how cashing a check on your account works. No, you could just say, I need the, I want to cash. You go if to you go bank. to the check, it's written on, but it's a Chase Morgan bank, and there's like four of those, and I needed it cashed at night on a Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> so that was not an option. Joey has a lot of black problems. Uh, all, <laughs> all these are black problems. He Again, off white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a bone or a dove, so, but I'm not sealing one. No, you're eggshell. Yes, I had. Well, I had some difficulties. Um, let me just say this. Fuck Sears and the horse they ran it on. Well, they're going out of business. So. And, <laughs> yeah, and also, and I also think, and did this, you have to pay your bookie or this was going to break your knees? No, I, I'm, I'm the one who does the knee breaking. Um, that's why there's a bat under my bed, Blue. <laughs> um, but, no, there, the, I had an issue with Sears because uh, I had pur- recently purchased a mattress. I decided it was time to become a, grow up and become a man, stop sleeping on a futon, and get a real bed. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I bought a mattress from Sears. I walked in, did the financing, goom, done, delivered it. But I didn't realize that my, my bed frame was not the normal height. So when they put His the... His bed frame was taller than him. <laughs> <laughs> His bed ended up being almost as tall as he With is. the mattress and the box springs on this, on this bed frame, it came up above my waist. <laughs> and I, my feet would swing from it. Like I, It looked like if you looked off the edge of the bed with a blanket on it, it looked like you were sailing off to Agrabah. Like it, <laughs> like I was like in there doing renditions of a Whole New Whole World, New World <laughs> by myself. Anyway, <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to exchange the box spring. So... A couple days after it got delivered, I called them and said, hey, I'd like to exchange the box spring. Can't get a hold of anybody at first. Finally get a hold of the delivery department after like seven calls. They say, oh, you had to do that within 72 hours. I'm like, well, that can't be true. So I'm like, screw it. I'll go into the store on my lunch break. Go in the store on my lunch break. Oh, no. You would have had, it's not 72 hours. You have to wait 30 days. I'm like, what kind of shit cannery are you pulling here? <laughs> this is bullshit. So then I call the place because they, they because what it is is there's a com- it's a comfort guarantee. So you, they, they want you to sleep on it for 30 days, and if you think it's uncomfortable, you can swap out the mattress. Mm-hmm. But I tried to explain to them on the phone, this isn't a comfort issue. It's a height issue. I'm not going to <laughs> gain inches. They're like, well, the only way to do it is if you get a, doc- a doctor's note. I'm like, what's a doctor note going to say, that I'm 5'8"? <laughs> like, I'm a medical exemption because I'm short? Like, what is this bullshit that you can't just say, look, it's not the right height. Give me the low-profile one. So I had to like call back. So I, finally, I'm like, like, is there someone there who can look at this objectively and do this? He's like, no. All right, <laughs> all right. Do you have a supervisor? Let me just talk to your supervisor. So I get put on hold for about 20 minutes, and the guy comes back. He says, oh, they're on another call, but you can hold on or you can you can call back. I'm like, I got a limited pin, blitz. Let's go. Like we're not. <laughs> I know you're not getting out of this. It's easy. So supervisor calls back, or supervisor finally just says, go ahead and do it. Don't even talk to me. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Then he tells me that there's a difference in price between low profile and the regular box spring, which I'm like, I know that's not true. That's what they told. So now I got to go back to the store for a second time. <laughs> go there, confirm the right price. Call back again. They're ready to do it. Oh, wait, you leased this. So you have to contact the leasing company now. Wait, you leased a mattress? Yeah, it's a lease to own. It's with financing options. It's a financing it's, option. It's not a not really a lease. Okay. Yeah. It's a it's a fi- it's basically bought the mattress. The company is called Why Not Lease It. So <laughs> this is exactly the reason that you don't lease it. That's why, why not? Yeah. Because they can't That's fucking return or exchange shit. So 
after dicking around with the register for about 45 minutes, the manager and the sales associate come back to me with, well, we can return the entire thing, and then you can purchase a new mattress. And I said to them, if you take that mattress from my home, then I will not be returning to purchase another from you. And I laughed. <laughs> so my money got a little fucked up because I'm waiting for the refund ah. for this mattress that I was forced to return against my will because I couldn't exchange a box for it. <laughs> You went through a whole lot of shit. That is a whole lot of fuckery. Sorry, it was an unnecessarily long story. It was. I had a vision like drug money being old, and you were just trying to, you know, live another day before someone came and killed you. But this is a whole <laughs> different story. No, it's, this is all. It's much less gl glamorous. This is Howard County problems. Yeah, this is. <laughs> Oh, these are off-white issues. These are off-white problems. These are off-white issues. It's like we can get the stuff done. It's just much more difficult. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. We're not. <laughs> but you're all set now. You got a new bed, right? Yes, yes. All right, good. Well, it may be filled with meth. I bought it from a drug front, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you so. didn't go to Betting Barn, did you? I did. We discussed this <laughs> numerous times. You don't, don't go to Betting I Barn. I went to the Betting Barn that isn't anymore. Like, it used <laughs> to be a Betting Barn, and now it's something else. Oh, <laughs> You, just, you basically just got a mob bed. They don't have any signs. Everything's painted on the side of the building. Full of corpses. That's not a down comforter. That's I think it's actually, flesh. I think it's a, it's like a, a meth and weed blend. Oh. So it's a little softer. It's so not as firm, but I like it that way. Has a nice full feel. Yes. Oh, man. Would you know what we're going to do on a Die County podcast, folks? We're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a quick break, and we're gonna, then we're going to sit down and have a conversation with Miss Kareem. That keeps. That's it. <laughs> you got to write that. You got to write. You got All right, good. Aha. I can do it. I'm a good. I'm a good host occasionally. But that, we're going. He can see you, Kareem. So if you want to give him the evil eye at any time, <laughs> I'm looking directly at you. Like it, we, we're using for our our listeners at home. We're using video chat to actually uh, have the conversation with Miss Kareem. That's why so there's a bit of static. There's a little bit of static on, on the air for that reason, but she's looking me right in the face. She doesn't see me, but I'm looking directly at her. So, like, if you, if you at any point in time decide to pick your nose, remember, I'm looking directly at you. Just so My nose clear. is pretty clear. Is, I can see is. that. <laughs> From the angle you have your phone at right now, I can see that your I nose is very clear. Cocaine and it's <laughs> I'm so happy at that. But we're going to take a quick break, folks, and we'll be back with more fun and more thrills on the Dot Comedy Podcast. And this is not working. What the fuck? Oh, that's why. And this segment of Dot Comedy Podcast is brought to you by www.dotcomedy.us. That's right, .comedy.us is the place you find the Dot Comedy Podcast, all the things going on in the world of Dot Comedy, and much, much more. So visit us at www.dotcomedy.us. And we're back on the Dot Comedy Podcast. And that's all we want in the world is for sexy ladies to give me your number, girl. I know, so, I know that sounds corny as hell. <laughs> For some reason, this this song makes me think of like a bar mitzvah with like four people in it, <laughs> like some old lady dancing. <laughs> yeah, because that's where this would be played. 
especially a bar mitzvah in the D.C. area. Yeah. If, if that bar mitzvah was taking, taking place in uh, Potomac, that would, this would be playing at that for, for some reason. And Grandma Horowitz would be in the middle of the dance floor. She's trying to hit one of the young, the young bachelors. Oh, yeah. You know it. Ain't it right, Blue? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But we are joined again this week by Miss Kareen. And we want to thank her for coming on the show. We're just going to sit down and have a, a conversation. You failed on that last name, didn't you? <laughs> I know you did. I just stare at you to feel like you were about to say it. That's why there was that awkward pause there. And he's like, I'm going to fuck it up. I'm just going to not say it. <laughs> Keep going. I, don't call attention to that type of stuff. It's like in high school, and I guess it's a guy thing. Even in college, you guys tend to call your friends by their last name. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, we did that. You know, once you get it, you get it. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't got it yet. <laughs> so you're Miss Kareen until I do get it. And if you call me Miss, like, <laughs> I'm your, like, aunt. <laughs> <laughs> on Thursday. I mean, should I call you Mrs. Kareen? <laughs> that could work, too. Mrs. Kareen. That work? Would that work better? Just call me Kareen. Kareen, okay. All I right. Mean, Okay. <laughs> We're Pierce? All right, good. Then I, then I will go over this. Kareem is going to jo- join me as we sit down and talk about her and all the You're things. You're already sitting down. Shut up. Nobody asked you for your opinion. I'm not naked, by the way. I uh, I, 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 I'm I hoping. <laughs> it's, okay if, it's okay if you were. No, no one else can see you. <laughs> None of us will be complaining either. We'd just be like, oh. Well, there's another naked die comedy guest. Just so you know, uh, just so our audience knows, like 50% of the time our guests are naked when we're talking to them. <laughs> yeah. So she just wanted you guys to know that. Especially yes. when they're on the phone. They're probably either naked or on the toilet. Yes. Usually. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure old Mike B was naked during our <laughs> whole interview. I'm pretty interview. sure he, he was on the toilet the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why just me and him don't, don't get along. hear the plunk and the tinkle. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're like, what was that? It's like, oh, it was when my wife came home. I had to... <laughs> Oh my goodness! But, Kareem, you are a DC comic, as it were. So, how long have you been? Sometimes, how long have you been doing stand-up in DC? Um, it's been about a year. Like, I, uh, I guess my first show was in December of 2015. Okay, and. I went like a good five, six months, and that's where I met Jolie, and... Hi. Hey. And then I took a break for another six months. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, I had, you know, you have life. I had other things to do. I was planning, Mm -hmm. like, a really big um, fundraiser for my alumni association, and I was like, I can't do everything. All right. And, um, And then one of my, like, my comedy day ones, uh, Dominic Rivera was like, Kareen, you gotta come back. You're funny. There's not a lot of funny women out here. You know, and I don't know what that's about. I think there are a lot of funny women. I, I think, um, yeah, so I've been maybe coming back and doing a little bit more in the last five, six months, and it's just, you know, me running my mouth. I'm surprised if you still want to hear me. Like, I, I just, I'm just being a girl with an opinion. It's a bit of honesty. I think that's what that's what it boils down to. Because I remember I did, I've seen one of your sets. 
I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna sit there and be a fanboy and say, "Go, oh my god, I've seen everything you've done." I have only seen one of your sets, and that's when you came to one of our rooms when we were at um, Zeba. You came to Zeba a few times. I only saw her uh, once at Zeba. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Did you ever make it out to Union Jacks before they no. closed? No, no, I didn't think so. I think, I, yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure we mostly at Zeba. I remember when we yeah, did that. Ziba. When we did that porch I liked show. That room. That was a real fun room. Yeah, when we did that porch show, I remember you were there because. I was sitting about two feet away from you on the stage, so that's and the only you were reason. Like staring at me, yeah, yeah some, my boobs wet. somewhat. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. This is not comedy <laughs> podcast. We celebrate truth. <laughs> but again, I, I, I remember specifically, and I was like, oh, okay, she's pretty funny. And Joey's oh, like, yeah, she, she is good. She, I've seen her a couple of times, and I went, oh, okay, good. I've never seen her before, and I probably will never see her again. And then Joey <laughs> came to me about two weeks ago and said, hey, would you want to have Kareen on the podcast? And I went. Who's that again? And he had to remind me, and I went, "Oh yeah, that like, oh she's really funny." We Let's did a show. Oh. To, you were there. I introduced you at that show. <laughs> yeah. Which show? In May. I mean, oh yeah, when you did the brew thing at the brewery. At the brewery, yeah. I was not focused oh, on that yeah. show. Oh, okay, I remember that show. Yeah, that, I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't very focused at that show. You for weren't some focused. You were drunk. I know you were, <laughs> but. I wasn't focused because I was more embarrassed for you because I knew you were going up on stage after not being on stage for almost a year and drunk at the time. So I was more sitting there like as your manager and co-owner of the Dot Comedy brand looking at the world going, Joey's going to fuck up everything we've tried to do. I remembered all (laughs) of my lines. So it was a triumph. It, It was a little, it was a little. It was iffy. It was, it was, it wasn't up to, up to what I, what I, I held my own standard, but thank you. That, I think that might have been one of the first times I saw you with your full baldy. Mm. Yes. Uh, this, has, this has been relatively new. I've only had... Yeah. It's maybe like been like two months. No, he's been bald for about four months now. Really? I shaved it in March. Yeah. yeah but, I've really? only, but I've only been on stage like three times since then. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so back to, back to Kareem. Back to Kareem. We're back not gonna, to the point. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. So, so Kareem. So who are some of your influences in comedy? I mean, as a female comedian, I, I know the... The automatic, as a black female comedian, automatic go, hey, are you, are you really, in, like, do you love Wanda Sykes? And then I hate that question. Because, because so that's. For, <laughs> let's, let's just say this. Like, um, I, I currently have my hair braided, mm-hmm. but I wear my hair natural. Okay. And it's, you know, natural hair for black women is curly. Yes. And somewhere, somebody was like, ah, you look like Wanda Sykes. <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, I like her, but I'll be honest, like a lot of who has influenced me from a comedic perspective um, are the folks that I kind of just grew up watching on television. Like, of course, Eddie Murphy, you know, when you say the old school kind of folks and Chris Mm -hmm. Rock, Chris Rock's one of my favorites, Dave Chappelle, that kind of thing. But I'll be real frank and say that like new comics on the scene, I, I really don't know all of them and then if they're women i really don't know that many of them either okay like um like i honestly just got into comedy not because i wanted to be like wanda sykes or some other woman or whatever i just was like i had too many ideas in my head i um i'm very expressive like Mm -hmm. if you're watching me now like facially like not facials but like facially (laughs) like i'm uh, everything like everything is in my eyes everything is in um like I, I'm, I'm in a motor, and uh-huh. so I would, I just began, um, I would start, everything I was thinking, I would just start putting it on Facebook, and people okay. would respond very differently to my honest posts versus like me just posting something about politics or something like that. 
And I just wanted um, a venue just to kind of get the things out that I was thinking. And so I, 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 I should probably be a little bit more um, aware about maybe who are some of the you know, up-and-coming comics or the folks that are really killing it on the national scene, da 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 But um, I, I'm not. And yeah. I, maybe I shouldn't be because I, I think sometimes you unconsciously emulate people and you might, your style might change if you're watching someone a little bit too much, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm uniquely myself, I think, when I'm on stage. And um, I am really honest. Like, I have a joke about giving head and people are always really surprised when I talk <laughs> about it. But, you know, it's an experience that women feel differently about in comparison to men. And um, everyone, when I tell the joke, people are always like, oh, my gosh, girl, you need to get lessons. But it's a joke. It's an exaggeration. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, like, I mean, no one complained about my ability or whatever. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. Just so we know. Just so you know. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I just like talking about the things that matter to me that happen to also matter to my girlfriends and then I think matter to a lot of women right now in terms of you know I'm, I'm in my 30s and I'm horribly overeducated and underemployed like all of these kind of things so <laughs> it gives me a very unique perspective and I just like to run my mouth clearly because I've been running it for the last two minutes but um, yeah I don't really have a female comic that I look Oh, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, and the funny thing is that you mentioned that like, the one word, if I had to pick one word to characterize when I first saw you, uh, saw you come on our, on our stage was refreshing. Yes. Like you had, absolutely, you had like a different energy and it was so, and like, yeah, I could, like what you were talking about, like the emoting thing, like I totally, yeah, I, I totally see that in, in what I've, what I, what I've seen from you on, on stage. Yeah. Um, but it just like that, just like your combination of energy and like, yeah, your thoughts did kind of come out like one after another. <laughs> but, but it was, but it was refreshing to see that kind of energy and, and excitement. And it's also, I think it's really cool that, you know, you don't put too much into, there is a lot of pressure, I think, for people to like pick a role model and stand up. Yeah. But I, you know, I don't, I think it's, it's also pretty cool that you decided to kind of like just, I don't need to define myself by a, influence or something so do you have a do you have a particular like goal with stand-up or just some like lot you know thing you want to get to or a place you want to be or it's just something um, to do i think goal wise like i guess one of my short-term goals is to really get a good 10 minutes um a solid 10 minutes and then um you know we're here in the local dc area so having the ability to go to back to the DC improv on one of those nights would be cool. Long term, I, I think I've always thought about writing. Um, I'm, I've always been a good writer and I do, for my day job, I do, I do write and I, um, I've done speeches and things like that. So I think being able to maybe contribute creative, creatively for like a show or something like that would be cool. But I really don't know how that works. I mean, um, I'm sure there's hundreds and thousands of people just like us that are trying to figure out what, how to get in and how to be official and all this yeah. other stuff. Um, I mean, if comedy could pay off my school loans, that might be a dream, <laughs> you know? Um, 
get me a car. I don't know, but I, I just really want to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, I just hope that people find me to be authentic. And, like, what I've noticed, too, because I do speak from a very, I mean, I'm a woman, so I'm, hey, sometimes. Um, but, um, sometimes? What the? <laughs> <laughs> Post-op, but. No. <laughs> no, but. Uh, Blue sad. A lot of women are in my mouth. Meaning that, that means to me, like, no, 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 like, that means to me, like, they're almost guessing what I'm about to say. Oh, okay. Or they're like, oh, girl, like, they've experienced it, too. So I'm, I'm, I'm speaking for, I think, a specific kind of woman, too. I'm black, if you haven't heard, been able to decipher from my voice or whatever. Uh -huh. But, like, um. And I can see you, so. That well, the yeah. audience doesn't know that. Right, 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 right. And I know I'm, sometimes I don't sound black. I don't know. But I think I speak for um, black women in a way that's smart and clever because I think I'm smart and clever. So, but I just noticed if I can just continue to do that, be an honest version of myself in an exaggerative way too, because you kind of have to exaggerate a story mm -hmm. um, for it to come across a certain way. But um, I just want to continue to be an authentic voice. I think. Okay. You know what's funny, Joey? What? Every black woman that we've interviewed on Die Comedy Podcast has said the exact same thing about really? themselves. Really? Michelle oh, sometimes said she doesn't seem black. Uh, Frankie oh, said part. she doesn't seem black. Candace is the only one that, that has, hasn't actually openly said that out mm -hmm. loud, but she's the least black of all of them. So <laughs> it's one of those things where I go, I, <laughs> no, I love Candace. No, no, don't, don't laugh at that as if I hate Candace or does, that's a negative thing. Candace, Candace to me, Candace does not seem like she ain't a hood sister. She ain't that. She ain't, she ain't a waggy head and, and all that type of stuff. But there is no seeming black to me, because all of you, Good. all of you, all of you act just like every woman I've ever dated. So it's not like it's it's not like it's a whole big mystery for me when you go. I just don't feed. I don't. I don't. I don't feed into that. I don't know what that stereotype is. All women are the exact same to me when it comes when it comes down to it. At the end of the day. They've all left me alone and at home. So it's just as simple. It's yeah. Is that is that is that a common theme? Yeah, it's a common theme. It's common. Well, I think, um, like, I grew up in the suburbs. and Which suburbs? I grew up outside of Chicago. Oh, okay. In Evanston, Illinois. So I'm a Midwest girl. Okay. And, um, like, you know, when people think Chicago, they think you, if, if you're black, they think uniquely <laughs> south side kinds of experiences. Yeah. And I've not had those at all. Like oh, okay. my, my high school had a bowling alley. And had a <laughs> I'm so a bowling serious. alley. Like we had a good tax base, and <laughs> we ended up at my high school. And so you know, and even though I went to an H, I went to a historically black college, and all those kinds of things. But you know, there is unfortunately a very skewed and stereotypical view of black women mm -hmm. um, by the media, at least. Yeah. Uh, and we're so not that. Just like anything, like, you know, we're all a, a plethora of different things and oh, having yeah. various experiences. So, you know, um, and I know when I talk, there's, there are the assumptions of how black women should sound or how black people should sound, unfortunately. Hmm. And, like, I split verbs on purpose, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, you know, like, oh, let me split this verb right here, you know? Um, but, um... And I hang out with Michelle, so I can really, I relate to Michelle on that level, too. Yeah. And I've hung out some of Candace, but um, I don't know. Like, I'm not, 
I'm just an average girl, and I guess that's maybe the case. There's more. There's more of us being average and normal, or mm-hmm. you know, than these hyper stereotypical views of yeah. what blackness yeah. is. So. Yeah, because I mean, the, the media portrays black women in a horrible light, and I because I've never I've met those black women that the media says are are what black women are, and they're they're like one in fifty five million, like they're yeah. actually the minority of black women. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird that that's what's put out there. Just like I'm I'm as you as you're speaking to me now, I don't sound like a regular guy who was born and raised in Southeast DC. Hey, I live in Southeast. You, what part? I was born in I was born on Texas Avenue, Chapel Street. Okay. Yeah. See. I'm near the shrimp boat. Yes. Oh wow. Then I feel bad, right? <laughs> you for know you. You live in Southeast. When yes. You're near, when you, you can you can throw out the shrimp boat. Yes. Uh, when you live yeah. if you live on one side of shrimp boat, you could be okay. But if you live I, on the I, other, I live on I live on the other side. You live on the other side. But and like I'm so green. Like occasionally, I think there have been um, like like. Fire, not firecrackers, but um, gunshots. gunshots right? <laughs> but I hear them like, oh my gosh, why are they putting firecrackers out at 11 p.m. Oh, <laughs> day in March? Let me peer out the window. No. No. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so green. <laughs> oh my why? goodness. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. If you're not from if you're not from the city, you don't know what's happening around you sometimes. And it's a different. It's a different place, man. Crossing oh yeah. The bridge. Oh You yeah. know, and everyone, of course, thinks of DC as like DC proper, Northwest, and all, <laughs> all that. You know, all right off the mall. But cross that bridge over to Anacostia, cross the bridge over to Benham Road. It's some working class people who are just making it do what to do. And yeah. you know, these neighborhoods—they're turning though. I see yeah. more and more white people coming off these trains. I saw a white lady with her dog. Like these are signs. <laughs> Signs um, of change. <laughs> yeah. Those are those are the signs of change. It's true, man. When white people go it's running in, true, in the middle man. of the night with their dog Tr- Trish at and eleven Fluffy o'clock. Getting off the yeah. train. Oh the, yeah. When the white walkers are coming. <laughs> the white means, walkers. <laughs> yeah. It means winter's about to happen. No, that's real. <laughs> that's re- and it's like I'm a runner and I run my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like very few people run the neighborhood. Maybe men if they're black men that do it. And this one black lady was like, oh, wow, you out here running? I was like, yeah, girl, this is your neighborhood, too. You can run it if you want. Don't let these white people determine, you know, what you can and can't do in your neighborhood. But that's just- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm real opinionated, guys. Uh-huh. Super opinionated. And that's fine. <laughs> and you can be. You have the right to be. And, and we here at Dot Comedy do nothing more than appreciate that. Because Absolutely. at the end of the day, your opinions matter Thanks. to Dot Comedy. Is, is this is this connection still good, Joe? Yeah, as far as I know. Okay, it's starting. To, it gl- it's glitching. I can see it from our. I, end. I can see that, but yeah. I don't know what you want me to do about it. The audio uh, is fix still it. good. Aren't you a computer guy? It's not one to fix. Isn't this what we hired you for? No. <laughs> well, damn it! I need to hire a technician then. Tiring for my charming personality and pretty blue eyes. <laughs> I did not hire you for those. No, we didn't even hire a little you bit. For those. No. That's not it. All right, so. Is there is there anything going on in your world, Kareen, that we should know about? The Dot Comedy team is if we're about anything, we're about promoting DC comedy and anything going on in the world of DC comedy. Sure. Um Tuesday uh, not Tuesday, but Thursday of this week that's coming. Okay. I'm hosting uh with uh Dominic Rivera's uh Melting Pot Comedy, um, the comedy block at the Beer Baron 
on uh, June 29th. Really, really excited about oh, very that. Cool. Got some, very cool. Yeah, it's going to be some great comics. Um, Danny Rolando, um, Tommy Taylor Jr., Paris Sachet, um, old Mike Brown, old Mike B. Um, old Mike really Brown. Great, old Mike Brown. Like a really, really great lineup um, of diverse comics. You know, I think sometimes the comedy scene is ultra white guy perspective. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, our goal um, with this show especially was to um, look at who was funny, who had a diverse perspective, and um, it's it feels like it's going to be ladies' night. Okay. So if y'all don't have a boo in your life, you might want to show up. Oh, I was looking at the, well. <laughs> at the RSVP list, and it really is like 105% to one. Like, it's a lot of ladies. 105%? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I, I've, it's, it's a lot of clitoris. It's a lot of that. In okay. Um, Sorry, Blue. <laughs> blue Blue likes ma- blue likes sausage parties. He's like, if, if, if there's a bunch of dudes, Blue's there. No. <laughs> Lady. You can you can fag hag out. <laughs> no, but it's gonna be a really great night. Um, okay. And so yeah, Beer Baron, June 29th, Thursday. Doors open at 7:30 p.m. The Comedy Block. All right. Yep. So that's um, my big thing this week. Oh, and then Monday, uh, which is tomorrow, I'll be shenanigans. Um, it's ladies. It's um, give it up for the ladies. Um, Mike Brown. Um, and Brandon Moore's room, so that'll be cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would that would have happened after this or before this okay. show was the show was aired. So that was a great show you did last night <laughs> at, uh, at at that particular avenue. In, in, I'm sorry, We're event. In the future. Yes, we are in the future. <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't make it because I had to go to Fire Station One and just destroy the venue. Yes, burned it down. That's sorry, what, that's what Joey did on. Sorry, Monday. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for what I hadn't done, but I did yet. <laughs> oh my goodness! But we're gonna. But we thank you for sitting down with us, Corinne, and it is, it is a pleasure. And you're gonna hang out with us for the rest of the show, right? I guess if you can just say my name, right? Corinne, 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 Corinne. If I say it ten times in a row, I get it. It's like green, like like literally green. Green, Corinne, Corinne. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Okay. And I mean, like uh, my work Twitter. Because uh-huh. I have a work Twitter and a play Twitter. My okay. work Twitter is Green Kareem because I do environmental work. So uh, okay, it, it helps me brand myself. There you go. That's, that's all it takes. Good branding. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so you're gonna hang out with us the rest of the show, Kareem? Sure. Look at you. Yes, you fixed it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. goodness. We're gonna take a quick break on the Dot County podcast, and we'll be back with more fun and more thrills in a moment. And this segment of the Dot Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Fighters Block. Join Jesse Rivas and Joe Kilpin each week as they talk about all things in the world of fighting sports. That's MMA, boxing, as well as WWE. That's right, Fighters Block. Each week, anywhere you find a Dot Comedy Podcast, you will find Fighters Block. That's Joe Kilpin and Jesse Rivas each week. And we're back on the Dot Comedy Podcast. I am DJ Marcus, and you are joining me and my team Live in the bungalow, 
live to tape, I guess, in the bungalow of the Dot Comedy Studios here in Howard County. And we're also joined by Miss Kareen. Still with us, Miss Kareen? Kareen. Kareen, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know why I want to call her Miss Kareen. It's, it's, it's one of those things. Because you're, you're, you're in daddy mode this weekend? I had too, I had too many aunts <laughs> to grow up. I think my mom gave me one too many aunts. Is your daughter here somewhere? No. Yeah, that is, that's what She's I do. She's not screaming. There's no <laughs> yeah, screaming there's in the no background. screaming in the background. So that, that is what I do when my, whenever my daughter meets someone new, I call her Miss so that she doesn't you know. You trying to date me? Is this what this is? This is like that precursor to the date. I mean, that could happen. No, I don't know, I don't know how, how receptive you are to that, but that could happen. Okay. That's a possibility. There's always a possibility. Maybe. Maybe. Don't, don't call her auntie. Call her Miss Kareen. Miss Kareen. No confusion. <laughs> no confusion. She's not related to me in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> That's why I'm Mr. Joey. <laughs> well, she can call you Uncle Joey because at the end of the day, you're just like the Joey you know, from Full we House. We had that awkward moment the other day where she was about to call me Uncle, and then she stopped and then said Mr. <laughs> Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. But we're going to get into a whole lot more craziness going on in the world. Uh, let's see. What's going, on? what's going on, Joey? What, what do we got on the docket this week for that comedy? Well, there was a uh, – so I, while we were out, yeah. some, some things happened with, with our friend, dear friend Bill Cosby. Our dear friend Bill Cosby? <laughs> Is he our dear friend? I, 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 Bill. Uh, Bill had, uh, had some legal troubles. Uh-huh. And I believe there was a was a not a resolution that came down. It was a, it was a mistrial. They okay. declared a mistrial. Okay. Yeah, he was acquitted. Yeah. From that case, <laughs> now in the court of public opinion, he's been guilty for the last year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, that depends on who you ask. That's very true. It does. That depends on who you ask. Well, right, so we're about to, I'm about to ask the question. <laughs> hold, hold on a second. His, By the way, his spokesperson Andrew Wyatt told uh, Good Day Alabama this week that he's going to start having town halls as soon as next month to discuss, uh, you know, about the whole process about sexual assault and the legal system, and I guess his thoughts and what happened. So he's going to talk to youth, at, youth, young athletes about uh, sexual assault cases and what goes on during them? The quote here is, to talk to young people, because this is bigger than Bill Cosby, this issue can affect any young person, especially young athletes of today, and they need to know what they're facing <laughs> when they're hanging out and partying, when they're doing certain things that they shouldn't be doing, and all, it also affects, you know, married men. <laughs>, Laughs. Okay, so um, let's see. Since the beginning of this whole situation, I have been firmly on Bill Cosby's side. I have not. I, <laughs> I believe that Bill Cosby was w- would soon be vindicated. You never saw the the clip from the Cosby Show. Oh, I saw that. That was just jokes. No, you can't take jokes seriously. Joey really? has. Joey had like five jokes about being in a relationship before he was ever in one. It's that is true. <laughs> these are just That's jokes. True. <laughs> I, mean, I had just been jokes. in relationships. <laughs> they weren't real ones, but they were relationships. <laughs> Mostly in my own mind. Yes. But yeah. These are just jokes. So I look at I was I was firmly in the in the camp of at, before before victim before, uh, alleged victim number ninety nine came out. <laughs> I was firmly in the camp of he couldn't have done it. It's, this is America's dad. He couldn't he couldn't have raped all these women. Now. Do I have I been swayed by the just the avalanche of people who have come forward and said, "Hey, 
he did this to me? Yes and no. I've been, I believe he did some wrong things, but I don't think it was this many people. Yikes. Because if I look at, if I look at, the, do I, do I think he did? I think, do I think there was a, there's a nucleus of about, about 25 of them that actually did get raped by Bill Cosby? Yes. But the four, but the 75 that came forward, if he was a mass. It was only 25. <laughs> only, only no, raped I'm not, 25 I'm not saying people. it was right that he did it. No, no, don't get me wrong there. But I'm looking at the whole group and going, some of the shit they're saying doesn't match up. Now, the woman who it was the victim in this particular case, her whole thing didn't match up because during the trial, it came out that she was calling people during yeah. the alleged time that she was, she, was knocked un- she was unconscious and he was raping her. She called him numerous times that night. Or No, she called him numerous times in the, like, in the near future. No, that day. Afterwards, yeah. Yeah, like Afterwards. very Well, during after. the time when she should have still been knocked out, if, that, if that's what... If that if, if I read all even those even after this even after it had happened yeah yeah like after after the alleged incident had happened yeah. like she would continue to contact him of course and I, and my thing is I've I again I am not I'm not I do not stand on the side of rapists I do not I do not believe any rapists should all be castrated in my mind's eye because I'm a father a brother and a son so therefore I I feel that way deep in my soul so I don't know if I could. If I was in that in that situation, if I could contact the person who violated me, would you yeah. be able to? Would you truthfully be able to? I get in, like, no. hey, I'm gonna call this guy and have a talk with him. No, I mean, about anything is, other than I that mean, this situation. This is also why, like, these abuse cases, it takes so long for someone to come forward. Yeah, this is why you you have the you. I, uh, I think it was called the. Um, the Child Victim Act that was some uh-huh. some act in Congress this past week that was shot down again for like the eleventh straight year because oh like people organizations like the church like the Catholic Church mm-hmm. and the Boy Scouts are saying yeah if you extend the um, the statute of limitations uh, we're gonna go bankrupt because <laughs> people will be able to sue us okay <laughs> well that well that that just shows you that those are evil people right. And and they they deserve anything that comes to them. If you ever put if you ever if you ever stand on a stack of Bibles and say, "Oh yeah, if you ex- if you extend the statute of limitations, we'll get sued." You're an evil corporation that deserves to die. Yeah. Um, but in the Bill Cosby situ- situation, I, I I look at it very simple. With this case again, he was not acquitted, but it was declared a mistrial because there were out of the twelve jurors, at least one of two them. of two of the twelve jurors were stuck at not guilty. The rest were. Guilty. All in favor of guilty, and then now in the charge of I think they I think they were fifty fifty on the assault itself. Yeah, but they were they were like deadlocked on um, whether or not he drugged her. Yeah, that that it was weird. It was it was one of those things where every everything was kind of he could have or he couldn't have. This That's was gotta like, be beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah, there's yeah. no reasonable but, doubt in the situation. Kareen, I want to hear your thoughts. Um. I can't see Kareem's face. You only like to I'll see move Kareen's it face. back. <laughs> I was putting the article up so we had a reference point. I know. You can continue. We, we, we still can hear you. We can still way. hear you. I just oh, couldn't okay. see you. I love Bill Cosby. Like, Bill Cosby, the educator. Bill Cosby, um, the man who created really great nostalgic TV from 
my childhood, you know, I went to a historically black college, black college, because of a different world, because of the Cosby show. I became, I'm a lawyer. I don't really do much lawyering, but I'm a lawyer. Um, and I went to law school. Not even, I didn't even realize it because so much of what he did was subliminal. Um, I, I went to law school because of the character Claire Huxley. Like, um, a lot of what he intentionally did in terms of image and presentation of African-American middle-class people is ingrained in me and it's ingrained in my peers. And um, I, I love what he did for my life. And I'll always be indebted to Bill Cosby and his wife, Camille, um, for their really great support of historically black colleges. Mm -hmm. But I've always also been aware that there have always been rumors about him and women. Yeah. Um, it's not like the only difference between I think now and maybe 1992 or some arbitrary year uh, when a rumor may have come up about his not only his infidelities but um, just his treatment of women is the internet. I yeah. Think, yeah. Um, with Hannibal Burris's uh, comedy sketch or um, his routine about Bill and his treatment of women, and you can't. Like, you can't erase that from the internet. No. You can't, you know, get rid of that link. And I think from what they've described, Bill Cosby always had handlers. He always had people who would kind of take care of these kind of situations when stuff would come up. And um, he also came from a time in the 60s and the 70s with the Playboy Club and that kind of thing where men... Um, Especially that kind of floated in that circle and that comedy scene, the acting scene, the Hollywood scene. They had to, they had access to women in a way that maybe we wouldn't understand mm -hmm. because they were rich. And um, you know, he even had a joke about putting yep. what was it? Putting something in a woman's drink. You know yeah, his, his, big, his Spanish fly bit. Hmm? His Spanish fly bit. Yeah, like this stuff isn't new. Yeah, it's just. Um, Again, the internet made the conversation louder and more uncontrollable than it had ever been. And because, you know, um, so it was sad for me because a lot of what I know of Bill Cosby and his legacy is the Cosby show, is Different World, all of those kind of things. His philanthropy, his art collection and all of that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of that, too, is just like he was successful in creating image and packaging black people in a way that America had never seen before, he packaged himself as America's dad, right? Yeah, and yeah. One of the um, alleged victims after the, the uh, mistrial made a really good statement, and she said pretty much that he already is in jail. Like, um, regardless of the fact that he may never be inside of one, you know, if he did in fact do these things, um, his reputation is shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, he, he, like, every year they would have America's Favorite TV Dad, and he would always be number one. Always. Yeah. Like, without, without question. Rightfully so, based on the television show. But he'll never have that kind of respect, dignity, that reputation. He'll never have it ever, ever again. <laughs> and so she, she was like, you know, he already is in jail, and he is. He's not supported or, you know, he's not held in the highest esteem 
in America, you know, the, the black community, you know, we still, um, you know, some people think it's a conspiracy because Cosby wanted to buy NBC. Like, all What? That's true. Yeah, like, if, there's so many people that think it wasn't until that Bill Cosby decided to be, um, to buy NBC. I think this was before, like, GE did it or something yeah. like that. Um, before, it wasn't until that point that they started to attack his character and all of this stuff started to come up. But that's not true. All of, if you could find Star magazines and whatnot going back 10, 15 years ago, these rumors have always been present. Well, the rumors have always been there. The rumors have always been there, but there's a, there's a, the, the reason I, I do subscribe to that conspiracy theory in a, in a, in a, in a small about amount because I look at it as, yes, the rumors have always been there. We knew it, we knew it was there was a bit of truth to it, but it took him it took him getting to that point in his life where he where he was ready to buy a corporation that run that owns the news. Yeah, and then this comes out as the mass as it is. I mean, the first I remember that first thing, first time I like, like heard about it was when it became a thing after Hannibal's bit. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. That was the big domino. Because you can't you can't clean up the internet. Yeah, yeah. That was and a snowball. Can't take down a, a YouTube video or see, but I think it was. That. I think it was more of. Well, I mean, you also have the, the just the communication aspect of the internet too, because all these different people probably, you know, could have each one thought that they were the only one, and so when it, it you know, each when you each think when you think you're one person that had something like that happen to them, that's one thing. When it becomes right. like when you go, wait, there's a lot of other ones. Then yeah. it becomes like, oh, maybe I'm not. And then they, they start talking to each other, and they go, wow, I really wasn't. Oh, wow, now this is a problem. So, And I, I agree. I agree it's a, I agree it was a problem. Now, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't want the Internet to go on, get on fire and go, Marcus is agreeing with the rapist. But I look at it as a, as a point where all this could have come out numerous years ago. It was a joke. But it did. It did, though. It did. It didn't come. It didn't come out. It didn't come out in the mass quantity. It, it didn't come. It came out when a B-list comic said some. Said something. Actually, an F-list comic said something. The B-list comic. It was. It was. The information spread and it could not be controlled. It. It. It, it was a snowball. It started. Yeah. Yes. I mean. I really think it's. It shows how social media. He was just not prepared for how social yeah. media runs. A story versus how back in the 80s and the 90s when you had a PR person, mm -hmm. you had you know execs who could squash something, et cetera, et cetera. Like things, you only had a few mediums. You had radio, television, and newsprint, and right. so you could control all three of those if you had people on the inside. Yeah, but yeah. The internet in its own thing, there's no way to stop something from going viral. Do Absolutely. you think? No way to stop that. Do you think that there was less investment because? Um, from like you know before he you know you said he had handlers and that part of that was because he was on the network he was on a network show yeah. these corporations had investments to keep him in good standing because they're they're ma they were trading on it and now that he's kind of kind of, he's not I wouldn't say faded he's still considered a legend to this day but he wasn't like he wasn't actively doing he wasn't like on an, on a major network show yeah and so but you know they were he wasn't actively making them money back. right. Well, right. he's actually he's still making money for um, for a like, lot of people. But I, don't, I, I honestly, there have been a few times where I 
Fallon or wherever, where he wasn't all that lucid. Like he would talk. I mean, he's got he's gotten a little senile in he has in the last couple of years, and he got. I mean, he he may have gotten to the point where this could this got this got to where it could slip by him on this it, it on the situation. And here's the other thing that also kind of added to this snowball too is look at the definition, a legal definition of rape, and it's changed over time. Yeah, during his during yeah. his career, early on it was a very narrow definition, whereas now it's much broader. Yeah, yeah. so. A lot of these women that probably, you know, just it just wasn't defined as that. They felt wronged, but they may not have like what happened to them may not have fit that that the previous legal definition. So they never associated it one to one. Now, in you know, in 2017, 2016, when this is all coming out, it's a different perspective. And there's more people there's more people to raise the, you know, raise that push that, you know, to to go, well, no, this is messed up. Like, you know, there's more people who have that outrage, I think, too, that. Are you know pushing that side of this too? Is yeah, it, from a from a women's perspective, just a you know. I can see that too, and I would say the time like when everything was coming out and there were all those um, articles, and then there was that one I forgot what magazine it was where they had all the alleged victims on the cover of. The I think magazine. it was Time Magazine. It was just it was just so many, and Beverly Johnson, the you know she's like. Or she's one of the, you know, one of the first black supermodels, and um, she, you know, she's still very, you know, well respected and looked upon. She's she alleged that something happened between them two, and that he drugged her, and she was able to get away. And I read her story, and she, I laugh when uh, when I when I read it. She she looked at him like in the fog uh, of the of the drugs or whatever. She's like she called him a mother lover. She was like. You motherfucker! Like that's how I envisioned it. it <laughs> I'm laughing, but like she was able to get out of that situation, and um, you know, it's just like she's not someone who I would look at as who would benefit publicly from that kind of thing. You know yeah. What I mean? And she she doesn't have anything to lose, so to speak, um, or gain. And she came up, you know. And I'll say that I cried. I cried a lot. Of, um. Because I had to let go of the fact that Bill Cosby is not Heath, um, Heath Huxtable. I had to let go of that. Yeah, he had and, to, you, yeah. you had to stop associating him with the character. Yeah. And that's, and that's hard, that's hard for, that's especially hard for our community to do. Because a lot of a lot of a lot of members of our community didn't have that dad, so he was that dad on Tuesday nights. Well, it was well summed up by Dave Chappelle in his special on Netflix, where he was basically saying, you know, he's done a lot of good things, but yeah. this is probably true. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? You have what? What was the joke? You have to. He rapes, but he saves. He rapes, yeah, but he, he saves. saves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, but that unfortunately. The, when you become a very logical person and you have to cut and dice something to still feel like you can love and honor someone, yeah. that might be the argument that was necessary for Dave Chappelle to be like, okay, I don't discount the experience of these women, you know, these 50, 100, whatever that number is, but then I can't, I can't turn a blind eye to this massive piece of decades of work that he's done and influence that he's had. You yes. know what I mean? And I mean, like, I cried. Like, I have, 
I have season one, two, and three on DVD. Mm-hmm. I have um, I have Little Bill. Like I love Little Bill, like the cartoon he did for Nickelodeon. <laughs> like, I love Little Bill. Like it, it probably had been maybe a year that I could watch the Cosby Show without feeling some type of way. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it it was taken off the TV because uh, um, it used to always be somewhere you could turn. Yeah. Sometime during the day. Especially on TV One or... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was in syndication. T- TV Land, yeah. Yeah, TV One, TV Yeah, Land, it was like always that. on TV Land. Now only TV One, and this is, a you know, a black cable network, and um, maybe Bounce, and that's another black cable network. <laughs> um, Joey and Blue are like, what the hell are these networks no, called? No, I'm trying to remember if they're part of our package, but I don't think <laughs> no, they are. Not. Yeah. And you I, see a lot of episodes I, of Good Times on Bounce. Now, and I, I still feel the same level of joy um, that I did, but that's because I had to mourn Bill Cosby and just love the Cosby. Dr. Huxtable. You have to Dr. love Dr. Huxtable and, and, and fuck Bill Cosby. Not, not and, and it's, not so yeah. much, it's not so much fuck Bill Cosby, because again, I went to a historically black college. I'm first generation everything. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I chose my university. He, he wore my school's hat. You know what I mean? Like, all of those things that that I remember clearly seeing those things as a kid. Yeah, he's his his influence from an educational standpoint changed my life, and that that was his goal and that was his intention. But I also have to understand that anyone I don't know who you really are. No, and I don't know who Bill Cosby really is. What? I had thought that he was this one thing, and that's to say that's not to say that he isn't this one thing. Well, he could also be a whole different thing when the lights are off and no one's looking. Yep. And that is where I had to be with my realization about Bill Cosby. I don't know who he really is. Mm-hmm. That's true for that's true. everybody. That's true yeah. for everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's why they say don't meet your heroes. We never had to think about that. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? yeah. We never had to think about well, yeah, you know, it always becomes real when, you know, when you meet your, you know, they always say don't meet your heroes and you're like, ah, and then you meet your heroes or, you know, in this case, you didn't really meet them, but like, you know, you find out something that's part of it. You know, this is kind of a similar situation yeah. where, you know, something becomes real and you realize they aren't yeah. what they thought they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So what, what else we got going on in the world, Joe? Uh, oh, wait, wait. Okay. Go ahead. Wait. Closing thoughts. Wait, I just going to say, though, this tour is petty as fuck. Him going on this tour is petty as fuck, and it's going to do a lot more damage to his reputation, and it's going to cause a lot more wounds to not only these women, but other victims of sexual abuse. Like, he's going to, like, I really, I real talk, I think Bill Cosby should just go away. Like, you're rich, you've done it all, you're never going to be as cool, but real talk, he's kind of got that glaucoma thing going on. He's got that that senile thing going on? I don't think he's got a good 10 years left in him. No, honestly. no, I think, no. And, um, and I hate being that frank, but especially when your life is built around public adoration, um, that's gone. And that gives you life and energy. He, I don't know, like he needs to chill and just kind of veg out for the rest of his life. I don't think this is, I don't think this is really going to happen. I think, I think it's one of those moments, much like the, uh, hey, 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 hey bit when they left the courthouse, um, and one of the in the in the um, media pool, someone started singing the Fat Albert theme, and Bill Cosby <laughs> just yelled out, "Hey, hey, hey!" It's one of those, it's 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 a moment when that attorney or that spokesperson said something stupid, but he said it in the vein of, "Mr. Cosby has been wronged in this situation, 
So he's going to go out there and he's going to let other people know how you can be wronged in this situation. So you got to protect yourself. It's what, it's, it's what we say at the end of winning in our mind. It's, it's, it's far, he didn't he win. He still comes out a loser. He oh, yeah. Yeah. He still loses. Yeah. He loses his credibility as as a as a man who the world looked up to as a, as opposed yeah. to just he wasn't just a figurehead in our community. He was everybody yeah. everybody watched he the Cosby show. Dad. Yeah. Do you think any good can come from this? The, him doing these town halls? If he does them, no. Nothing. No. no. Nothing good can come of him. What type like what type of advice do you think he's going to give? Uh, don't, don't put yeah, don't, quaaludes don't, in the drink. Don't drug the ladies. It, it just don't work out well for you. That's, it's but about as far as it goes. The quaaludes in the drink. But I mean, isn't that good if they don't do that? As a result, they but know they not to do be, that to begin with. Yeah. Do they? Yes. Yes. Because it seems that's like, not a thing anymore, Joey. It seems Truthfully, like every year. Here's the thing: there's the, a draft pick that happens in the, the only three rounds later. Because the of only this. people who are date raping people are frat boys at Duke. And frat boys at every university and in America. Every lacrosse player. Every lacrosse player in America. So he needs to talk to the white boys. Yes. What you're saying. He needs to go talk to white universities because we already got it. We know what to do right and wrong. But if, if you get to a level of celebrity where that you don't, then you should have handlers who can tell you stop doing that. Much like on, on Entourage. Yeah. Everyone needs an E to, ha- to have in their life and yeah. go, hey, stop doing it. That's stupid. Yeah. And most of these kids don't when they leave college. But at the end of the day, Bill Cosby didn't want to tell them. Bill Cosby has not been relevant in their lives at all. No, yeah, a generation. lot of them probably don't really. Have they don't enough. know who the hell he is. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's too. A, that's the other part of the whole thing that doesn't. That's why it doesn't make sense that he would. They're going to need like a this. parent who loved Bill Cosby to yeah. tell them to go to this thing in the first place. Yeah, that, that'd be the only way that worked. But and if they have that parent, then they probably don't need it. No. Yeah, they probably yeah. don't need it to begin with. There you go. So, so what else is going on in the world, Joseph? All right, uh, we have. Oh my goodness! You know what? What happened? I heard something about this uh, so, fitness blogger. Well, yes, there was a young lady by the name of Rebecca Berger. She's kind of cute. Yeah. She was, she was gorgeous. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she's a uh, fitness uh, model from, I believe, France. Yeah, she's from France. Okay. She was 33. She was 33 she years old. She did not old. look 33 in that picture. Died. She died of a, of a heart attack. Okay. How did she have a heart attack? Uh, there was a can of whipped cream involved. Now, I know you're thinking, whipped cream. Now, yeah. If now, you're, whipped cream can of whipped cream and, her, and me and her, I'd have a heart attack. It's different. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what happened was the can of whipped cream actually exploded and into her chest and caused a heart arrhythmia. Wow! Really? This is like one of the, this is like one of these uh, whipped cream canisters that you see at like Starbucks. And this is still under investigation, but this is this is what was reported. Why does that? she have one of those in her home? Yeah. Who has those in your house? I want one. You don't need one. Oh, you sh- were a barista at Starbucks, Blue. Wait a minute. Yeah, but you could do other things with these. This wasn't a regular can. No, it wasn't of, like no. a can Dairy? of ready. No, it wasn't. She like had a CO two canister. It wasn't like a can of ready whip. It was one of those. Canisters that they have at Starbucks with the CO two cartridge in it. With the CO two cartridge. Wow! And she probably opened it, and, the and it top, shot off and, and the top, in the chest. The top just flew off and hit her in the chest. I don't know. There's two ways I feel about this. On the one hand, with I cream feel like, everywhere. I feel like, why the fuck do you have that in your house? Thank you. But the other thing, my, my, you can make phones my second and thought, and do fancy my, cooking with it. My second thought is. These these baristas in America are underappreciated every day because they, they can handle, die at any time. They could get murdered by the equipment that they use. 
to make these fancy coffees. Oh, I agree. And so latte. these frappuccinos are blood sport, and <laughs> all of you should be ashamed. I don't. I don't shop at Starbucks. I have a new uh, love. It's called Tevia. Because um, Starbucks sucks, and tea. I'd rather spend five dollars on a. Uh, you talking about Tivana? Uh, same difference. <laughs> just like I don't know, I can't say Kareen's name correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say any name. I just did though. Yeah, I'll get it eventually. Yeah, he, he need. You, you're not gonna get Tivana. Right. Tivana, you I, don't care enough. I, I do care. I'm gonna go back. I need to get some uh, open leaf tea. Yeah, but that's what I should have talked about. Why, this why, are, about comedy why, are, why are you spending thirty dollars? You're gonna get. On you're gonna get a sponsorship deal and then fuck it up because you can't say the name of the company T- right. Tivia. Is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> get you. I'll get you a kilo of tea for like ten dollars. Why would I want a kilo of ki- of tea, Blue? Because you can. I think Kareen actually ended up getting naked. Because I'm still looking huh? at the video. <laughs> she see she wasn't paying attention to the show. I just wanted to see if she would <laughs> say anything. Because <laughs> she stopped looking at us, and her phone is now pointed at the ceiling, and she hasn't said anything in the last Look, like two my minutes. Face is Okay, okay. She put, I understand. She, put, she put the phone on the door. Like, it's just a freak accident. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that's all that it is. It's just, like, I actually, what, what I was doing mm-hmm. was I actually looked up, up the, the, I looked up an article, so I have to read about it. So they were just saying the charger attaches to the dispenser, which punctures it, releasing the pressurized gas into the tightly sealed container. Uh-huh. By the laws of physics, gas particles want to spread out. So they naturally flow out of the opening in the cartridge and disperse throughout the container. The the gas gets mixed into the cream in the form of tiny bubbles. And when the cream is dispensed from the container, those bubbles have even more room to expand. And that gives the cream a whipped, airy consistency. And it's why a whipped cream dispenser can whip cream so much faster than a person could by hand. Uh And I just was thinking, like, so that's what I was doing. I was preparing for my (laughs) Doing scientific (laughs) studies. uh, I mean... Here's the thing. But I've actually had one of these things blow up why on me. I feel like we have to do everything. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't need that in my life. No. I want one. But ready whip. It's done already. <laughs> and you don't Duh, die. But then you then you just throw out the can. Yeah. Which is, you know, you, recycling. You know, you can just reuse the can. You can throw it in a recycling bin and they recycle it for you. I don't think anyone's going to be on the side of this for the environment. I don't know. Kareem, what's your opinion on that? Do you think this is an environmental impact, these (laughs) these dispenser cans? The other thing is you can do more things with these cans. I don't think that's an environmental issue. I think that's just good physical science. No. You know, it's not like it's using. Also, also Ready Whip has butane in it. Can you stop interrupting her? You know, we can't. It's rude. We can barely hear. I can barely hear. It's rude. Thank you. I don't know. I just think it was a freak accident. But maybe it's uh, it speaks to this larger trend of millennials wanting to do all this artisanal stuff. And, um, you know, whereas we would have gone, just like you said, to the grocery store and just picked up a pool whip. Or we went to a, we would have gone to a barista. Like, we would have paid someone to do this. <laughs> we have just this strong desire to do and make things on our own that we don't know how to do. <laughs> there you go. Now I got a cool whip song stuck in my head. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know why someone would have that. It's just, you know, it's kind of a bougie thing to have. Oh, I have this really cool, um, what's that, what's that store in the mall? Um, what is it? Brookstone? Or it, um, Sharper Image? Sharper Image. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
like that's that kind of stuff. Like things that you don't necessarily need. <laughs> Unnecessary like, shit. Yeah, but you have it so you can be like, oh my god, I can do this for myself. Oh my god. That's I why the, make, didn't they go out of business? Sharper Image yeah. is gone. Sharper Image yeah. is gone. Brooks, Brookstone's still it's in Brookstone. Yeah, Brookstone bought him out. Oh, okay. But again, Brookstone is. I mean, Brookstone's still there because when you go to the mall, you need to sit in that chair. Like, it's yeah. the only reason that they're the still around. They and then you feel bad about it, so you buy some tiny knickknack, and that keeps them in business. I sit in that chair, and I and walk that out. That knickknack is like yeah. 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. After that chair rubs my lower glutes, I walk out of that store. <laughs> I left my socks last. Didn't I leave socks or shoes or something there last time we went? I, I left have my no hat. Idea. I left my hat. Like, it was wintertime, so I left my hat sitting next to the chair. I don't remember going with you to Brookstone. I think, no, it was, I think it was me and, me and Chef Dave. Uh, it was one of our mini outings. I mean, here's the thing. I think what happened was she clearly made a pact with the devil to get in that kind of shape. And then when <laughs> she tried to betray that trust by opening up, making whipped cream, of all things, it rejected. And she broke the pact that kept was keeping her the alive. Devil, the devil said no. The devil was like, time to pay the, pay, you broke the breached contract. I'm taking your soul early. <laughs> that is an inappropriate it's, way of um, looking at it things. It kind of does look like all those, like all the, um, the ring and all those horror movies where people are <laughs> dying from freak accidents or whatever. Final Destination. Yeah, Final Destination. Because that totally would be like something that would happen in one of those movies. Mm -hmm. but sad, I mean, sad for her family and for it to happen in such an, a random um, accidental way, but I don't know what to say about it. Just, yeah. Just sad. Just sad. Just sad. Just sad. All right. So let's get it. We got one more. We got time for one more, Joey. What's, what's, your, what's your hot pick for the let's, week? Let's talk about something uh, that makes everybody happy. Boobs. Um, boobs make me yeah. happy. We had, <laughs> Do boobs not make you happy, Kareem? Well, no. Because <laughs> I, have, um, I have big boobs. Um, you, you do? It's a lot of work. I mean, I'm I, I'm I'm a huge uh, proponent of large-breasted women doing whatever they want to do in life. So, uh, if, if you need help carrying that load, you you are there, you DJ are, Marcus is here. I don't think you understand that. like the joy that you're spreading throughout the world by carrying those things around. Like that's <laughs> you're literally carrying the world, but not on your shoulders. It's on your chest, which seems like it's definitely harder to carry things on your chest than your shoulders. As a lifter of large things, I'm aware. <laughs> so I appreciate what you do for the world, Kareem. And I do as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but, but the thing is, I've had these boobs since I was like 12, 13. So imagine being that girl. So your, back should, girl. your back should be and strong. Then, <laughs> and then how immature boys are at that age. Too. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh God. It is a gift and a curse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I get that, you know, not only do babies love titties, but men love them too. Yes. And I, I understand that, but it, it takes you time to get over the immaturity of 13, 14, 15 oh, yeah. year old boys that just happen to stare at your chest. Well, <laughs> speaking of. Look at your eyes. Speaking of staring at chest. <laughs> we had this conversation last week because there was a. The, I don't know if you heard about the Ocean City ordinance about the first they were saying look people if they're topless on the beach it's fine if they're not uh sorry, they're topless then the peach scroll shouldn't go near them and then they came out and said that you're not allowed to be topless on the beach at all uh -huh. so there's been but we wanted it we had a question of the week that we put on our last episode that we've put out to social media and waiting for a response but 
I want we wanted to get a woman's perspective because we didn't have anybody on last week to say this. So, kind of we kind of our podcast question of the week last week was if there's got to be one rule for everybody, men and women, because it's about the double standard to some degree of men don't have to cover our nipples, but women do. So it's like so what was so if we had to make one rule for across the board, are you team shirts or team skins? What skins? Like, oh, like being boobs. Able to wear a shirt or not. All right. boobs out. I would, I would wear a shirt, but I'm saying legally though. Like if you could, if you could. It shouldn't. I don't think it should be a legality. You don't think so? I don't think. So. Why would you cover yours if if it wasn't illegal? Your comfort level. Okay. I mean, but your arms are out. But my <laughs> arms aren't sexual things. Okay, but we <laughs> sun's but, out, guns out. But we but we could take the sexuality out of it by showing them more. That's not how that works. That's, that's how it works in my fantasies in my that's head. Not how it worked in Montana. Um, that's not how that works. I oh, mean, yeah. titties are distracting. They are. But there's a lot of other things why, are. I don't know why they're that distracting. I, truth, truthfully, I don't. I'm, again, I have, I, distracting. I, am a, I am a father, I am a son, and I am a brother. But at the end of the you day. you said that two times today. I mean, here's the thing. The reason they're distracting For two is completely because opposite situation. The reason they're distracting is because we have forced people to cover them up. That's right. So that's, if we stop forcing people to cover them up, that doesn't make any sense. And we just said, "Hey, because, show them all you want to." Because, so you're it would saying not be a problem. that because sexual attraction to breasts for men is purely driven by wanting what you can't have. Yes. 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 It's not even having. You wouldn't even have them. It's just no, it, wanting it's, to see what you can. Wanting have. to see them. Wanting to see wanting them because we see made them. We made them sexual. Truthfully, think, my grandfather said this. My grandfather said this a long time ago, and me and my uncle laughed when he said it. But he said he he was when we were sitting in his in his living room. He said, "Titties ain't for nobody but babies because the milk comes out of them. It's only for babies." <laughs> and I went. And me and my uncle went looked at each other. Went they for us too. <laughs> that was the end of our conversation. But. At the time, that's that's how it's the truth about breasts. Breasts are for nourishment of children. They're they're nothing more than that. If we take them out, I don't know where this obsession with breasts came from. I don't know what we did at that time, at that point in history, where that change came at that point in history, because it doesn't make any sense to me. Now, a vagina and a penis cover them up because those oh, organs I- are specifically designed for sexual activity, and they're ugly. But well, they're animals- not, uh, I don't I, well. The penis is the ugliest thing in the world, but the vagina is beautiful no matter how you look at it, cut it, shape it, ship it. If it <laughs> Blue, you need to just stop. That, that, there's no way that comment works out in your favor. Because Blue's gay. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I think, yes, I think boobs are sexual and have the benefit of also feeding a child. They have a dual purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, I think like, as a woman with a lot of boobs, I get that women with no boobs want to, like, buy boobs to get my boobs. So there's value to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm happy she said boobs seven uh, times. There's a value yeah. to it. I mean, because a lot of what we view a woman as is based on the perspective of what a man thinks is attractive. Yes. You know? And yeah. I, curves are attractive. Yeah, they are. And, um, Unless you're a weirdo. I don't know. Huh? Unless you're a weirdo. Right. There's a few of them out there. I mean, some people, some people like 
boy-shaped girls, and that's fine. Blue. You know? But um, shut up. <laughs> I don't know. Boobs are distracting, though. But I mean, if a mom needs to breastfeed, she needs to go ahead and pull out that titty. And oh, yes. go for it. <laughs> and I'm a, and, and the thing is, I'm gonna bring her a napkin. Because I'm a gentleman. That's weird. I would just <laughs> clap and be like, you do what you do. And then I walk. That's weirder. Off. That's, that's, that's worse. Even worse. That's even worse. That baby's going to have a milk mustache. He needs a napkin. So I would bring a napkin to be helpful. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit there and clap. No. We'd be the worst I, people. We'd be the worst people you, to you, see this. We're the reason they don't. <laughs> yeah. I would just go. I would, if I see a woman breastfeeding, I'm just going to go on minding my own damn business. Because you don't like women. No. I like women enough. <laughs> Thank you very much. Enough. I like just just enough. Just enough. <laughs> plenty. Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> but it's so, not honestly. It's none of my business. No, what happened? I involve know, I myself. Uh, would I be team shirts or skins? Like is skins like meaning she could like it, she could go full frontal? Yeah. If, if you don't means, if you don't means, want if you don't want to wear a shirt you don't have to wear a shirt. Exactly. Like you, everyone has the option to, of course, wear clothes. Because if a man doesn't have to wear a shirt, he doesn't. He doesn't need to wear a shirt. But we're saying, if 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 basically, if the law is, if the law is that women have to cover up in public, then men would have to cover up in public too. Yeah. So I don't know what that would mean. I don't know if that just means guys are wearing shirts. I don't know if they're going to start wearing tube tops at the beach. I don't know what that crop would tops. Yeah, <laughs> cropped. Whatever. Who knows what that garment would be. For <laughs> blue wearing a crop top is all I could think for some reason. Or, <laughs> or, That's right, or right everybody, here. everybody can just wear bottoms and we're cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't want to see titties all the time. I don't think, but I don't. You, you know, like just but like you, you but said you yourself, do already. But just like, <laughs> no, but hold on. Just like you know, you said yourself that you would probably wear, still, still choose to wear clothes. Yeah. Most women would. Most people like, would. Rare, yeah. I think most more most women would anyway. Because yeah. that you know, there's that unwritten rule of what's decent or whatever. But I think the threshold of what is considered decent and appropriate is getting like lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. Oh yeah, mm. you're gonna be able to be naked soon. Well, I, someone someone made those rules do, a long time didn't ago. Didn't they do a vi- Didn't somebody do a video about that? I think the, a long time ago. The Christian right is going to soon uh, stop being the influence it always has been, and we will be able to be naked in the streets. Now, there's two ways we can do directions we can go from here. There is a story that we had tied to all this uh, about a teen who actually was just and not even topless, but took her bra off. Uh-huh. She just didn't wear. And a got bra sent to home from school. She didn't wear a bra to school because she and, she and she got sent home because it was too distracting or something like that for well, the teacher. <laughs> Or for the teacher. Now we also, now we also the other direction we can go with this. There was a discussion that uh, we were taking a task to earlier this week for regarding uh, areolas. Oh yeah, I, we could <laughs> talk about that. So those are the two directions we can go. But I'll leave that up. To, which so let's leave it to our guests. Yeah, that's what I was. Saying. Let's leave it up to our guests. Okay, Kareen. Here, here's here's the number. <laughs> we, we've got that look. She's giving us look right she's now. looking at us with right, right now. Priceless. I wish I could screenshot that. <laughs> That'd be this week's show pick. <laughs> but there are two topics, we, two ways we can go with this. Okay, we can talk about whether or not this young lady was faulted for for having uh, for not wearing a bra to school, or we can go back to our topic of last week, which we had. A, we had a, it was a small. I think it was a quick topic. It was made. It was made. Come made to my attention that uh, that that 
your your statement regarding the the standard the average size of the uh, black female areola. Uh, yeah, <laughs> was I... wasn't accurate, and that I did not do enough to defend black women was the accusation that came across our table, our desk. Yes, because I made a statement that black women's areola, I believe I said, <laughs> were the size of saucer plates, and <laughs> and I did I didn't mean that as a dis. <laughs> No one can see her face right now. <laughs> They're the size of saucer plates. Saucer plates. It's not a bad thing. I'm not angry about it. It just it it's just how they are, and and I've seen it where it. And, and again, I've had I've had. Uh, you've, you've done a study. I have. I, I'm. <laughs> I would be considered a boobologist if I was <laughs> to get a degree in this field, but I'm I'm choosing not to because I, I don't want the world to know truly how smart I am. But I have seen numerous sizes, shapes, and shades of boob. And and to me shades. from a from a perspective of shadowing and contrast, the black woman's areola seems to be the biggest of all races of women. Is that a bad thing? Not a, oh it's not it's a great thing. I love him to death. It, it'll be the only, it, it'll be it'll be what's written on my headstone is he loved boobs. He, he, <laughs> Just, no, 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 no. He loved areolas. He loved areolas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not a bad thing. No, but no, no. What was it? He was he was a, a father, a, a brother, a son, <laughs> and a boobologist. <laughs> he loved areolas. Oh my god. <laughs> but I don't know. My personal experience has been one thing versus. <laughs> What I've seen online. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, is it is there? But you know what? I don't know. Is that a bad thing though? That's I don't. Not bad I thing don't know that that's accurate. I don't, that's a, I don't know if that's accurate. I think it's just women with bigger boobs might have bigger areolas, and black women, from what I've seen, I think we tend to have bigger boobs. Yeah, that's part of it. I think that's maybe what it is, and that's and that's great. Because I, I just think, like, physically, a huge boob and a little areola would be weird looking. It I just would. think it's, it's the correlation of the breast size and then the areola. Okay. All right, so. It may not, because I, I, now that I think about it, like, uh, there's, I've seen some big ones on some some other, some white girls, too. I just don't, that'd yeah. be a, that might be another thing, too, is. The size of the woman? What? Well, no. What do we have access to? I'm going to be honest. Most of what I've seen is through porn on the internet. So well, you've, you you have limited you have limited viewing potential. Okay, but you need right, to work on that. But <laughs> but what I'm saying is is it just because what so that's but that's a filter. You know what I mean? Like see the thing we only the, get to see we only get to see the boobs that, of the girls that get picked. No, that's not true. Films. That is not true at all. Nope, that's not true at all because there are numerous. See, we're going into a world that I don't know how comfortable Kareen is going to be going into because right now we're moving into a world of of, <laughs> of what porn is. We're not talking. You about, can. We're just talking about boobs on boobs on chicks. Boobs on screen. Boobs on screen. You can see all range of boob on the internet now. You can. You can. Not just the ones you pick. See, the thing, the thing with Joey, Joey has about average. Joey, Joey likes a certain type of thing, so therefore he's only going to see those types of boobs when he sees that thing. You like smaller women. That's not, well. Yeah. Eh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how big they are. On the, like, there's not a scale. There's not a scale on the, on the set, but you don't like, you don't like. There's not like a thimble that they stand next to it and <laughs> before the sh- movie starts. Like, I don't. But you, but if you like a certain type of woman, you're gonna see only those types of boobs. 
And those types of boobs are only going to be prevalent to you. So when you look at it and you go, okay, cool, these, this is all that's out there. That's not necessarily true. Um, I've seen a large array from actual visual and like on the computer and in person. Okay. I've seen that large array because I've pushed myself to find all those different types. Blue has seen a lot of hairy boobs because he likes dudes. Shut up. <laughs> I like women. <laughs> Shut the hell up. So it's it's all in what you it's all in what your preference is on that end. That actually made me sound really gay. <laughs> <laughs> I like women. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I like close the closet door behind me. <laughs> Pretty much. But again, uh, Kareem, Kareem. I'm 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 currently googling. <laughs> <laughs> White areolas? It, it, it. I really am. Okay. Now, I've seen, I did that too because I, I was trying to prove a point to the person who bought it up to us. Uh, I tried, to, I was going to send numerous pictures to that person and, uh, and show that I agreed, well, show that where my facts came from. I warned her that that might be what happened. That was going to be a possibility very quickly, but I, I, I chose. Warned, I warned the person who brought this up that that might result in a slideshow. Like the, better, the better point of discretion was uh, the better point of valor was discretion in this point so I, I chose not to do it at that moment but I did look and do the research myself and I found that there were a lot of large areolid white women on the internet they are especially under the categories that I look for I don't think it's a white thing I it's really not think it's breast size but no, if you, but I, it, I, but I, it, I agree but the thing is if a pink areola looks like the rest of the boob I know it was freaky. That's what I was trying to say. But like, like a like a black woman's areola is darker, so it's it's it, darker. it contrasts a lot yeah. with the boob. So you don't notice it's it's more noticeable on a black boob than it is on a white boob. But there's some okay. there's some white girls who have like with the large breasts, they do have bigger areolas as a result. Yes. And I like now that you mention it, that does kind of make ring true now that I think about it <laughs> for the most part. And actually, that's probably a better way to tell natural versus not. Than yeah. any other thing. Yeah, because if you have oh, small, if you have small yeah, areolas. I think we figured some things out today. <laughs> there we go. We we changed the world today. We have. We have changed the world. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to get out of here for the week. Uh, it was a blast having Miss... All right, we're, what, what's the last name again? Taylo. Taylo. Miss Kareem Taylo. Taylo. Miss Taylo K- with Taylo. I don't know. Taylo. Taylo. You know they call me Jolo at work, right? Uh. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> True I story. I don't know where you were going with that. She said J- J-Lo. She said J-Lo. It was close. Uh, you're just weird sometimes. But again, Miss Kareen Taylor joining us on the Die Comedy Podcast this week. Yeah, and um, follow me on the Instagram. I finally chose, I think, a very descriptive name. I'm Funny Fit Girl, and girl is spelled G-U-R-L. Okay. Because it's girl, girl. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I'm I'm chronicling my fitness journey. Um, okay. I'm really, kind of uh, devoting myself to just becoming a healthier version of myself, and um, I'm that. also kind of sharing my comedy stuff on my Instagram. So folks are free to follow. How much more fit you trying to be? Well, I don't more fit. I mean, it's an everyday kind of fit. Oh, okay. Know? There's a there's a, a 
There's a day glow sweat photo of hers every morning. <laughs> that I know the day has started when I see it. <laughs> I like it, it, the follower. Uh, guess, right. who, guess who's going to pick up a new follower today? Hey. <laughs> and a new friend on I, Facebook. I, 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 I was like, I was slacking. I was like, I, I got I to gotta step my game up. She's yep. killing it out here. Yeah. All right. No, I mean, it feels good. It's a great way to handle stress. Um, and I'm just, you know. As a black woman, um, like our rate of high, heart disease is really high yeah. in comparison to other um, other groups, you know, from the stress and um, just some maybe some poor choices that we may have made may have made historically. So, um, like, I'm concerned about visceral fat, which is the fat that's around your waist. Okay. Like, I don't want to give up nothing on my booty, and I guess these boobs are forever. But I just want to <laughs> kind of manage those things and be healthier so I can live longer and not have to worry about those kinds of um, health concerns. So, um, you know, trying to be ahead of the game and um, smart about my... Because I'm not going to lie, I had buckwheat pancakes today. I sure did. You, you had know, what so now? Buckwheat pancakes. Oh, buckwheat pancakes. But I earned them. I ran four miles to Eastern Market, and then I had the pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> you had something the other day that I was really jealous of. I don't even remember what oh, it was. Man. I think it was, um, I had chicken and waffles, but That's it was beautiful. It was. That chicken breast that they put on there was looking all spacious and huge. I, um, I so cried I a little bit. I don't deprive myself, but I try to have balance. All right. I completely understand because as an Italian man, heart disease runs rampant in our food. Yeah, all that sausage. All that, all that pasta and sausage. Yeah, pepperoni. Joey, Joey and all his sausages. All them, co- all them cold cuts. Uh, yeah. What else is going on in your world, Joey, since we're going to head out here this week? Uh, well, as I said, Fire Station 1 was fun even though it hasn't happened yet, but will have happened by the time this airs. Uh, other than that, uh, not else going on right now. Okay. Just Blue, anything going on in your world? Not really, no. You're pretty quiet this week. I'm yeah. happy about that. Oh, yeah. Thank oh you. new football season around the corner. New football Summer season. league. So touch league coming back. Joey and all those Get grown physical. men that like to touch him. Um, DJ Marcus, uh, working on it. We're, I, I'm almost at the point where the Friday night jam session can and will happen. So we we working on it. We got almost everything in line. Uh, we need a camera. So I just need a camera to put in front of me so that I could do two hours of a jam session and then go and post it. Isn't yeah. that what your the webcam on your uh, laptop no, it is for? It, it doesn't like work very well. It looks a little. It looks a hot mess when I tried it before. So we're not okay. going to work that. But it is coming soon, and uh, you will enjoy it because I will enjoy it. We're going to thank everyone for joining us this week on the Die Comedy Podcast, Miss Green Taylor. You have a good one, ma'am. And again, get get out to um, where was that at? The Beer Baron. Beer Baron Thursday. Beer Baron Thursday, the 29th. and see Kareen uh, along with um, uh, what is that? A whole Rivera. Bunch of people. With Dominic Rivera. Dominic, Dominic Rivera. Mike B. Mike. Yep. Old Mike B. Paris. Old Mike B. Paris oh, Sachet. I mean, it's gonna be. It, that sounds like a great show, except Old Mike it's B. It's gonna be fun. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, get out there on the 29th to visit, see them, have some fun, have some laughs. I think that'll be a great show to go to. Bring the kids. Uh, old Mike B, have them napping no, before the end of the show. The kids. <laughs> don't bring children. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, folks, we're gonna get out of here for the week for Joey Lafaro. 
intern extraordinaire blue i am dj marcus and i will see you next time on the that comedy podcast